0: everybody and welcome back once again to the martial arts mania podcast and thank you for tuning in for part two of my interview with sifu leo fong i apologize for taking a few weeks to get this next episode up but as you all know there's been a lot of craziness going on in the world And I'm just going to keep this introduction brief, but Gavin and I have already recorded our next episode, which I feel you are really going to like. And in our introduction to that episode, we will address all of the happenings going on in the world right now. So just real quick, I hope you are all staying safe, happy, healthy, and sane, most importantly. Hopefully you can take this time to Maybe do things that you have been putting aside for a while like something simple, for example, watching a movie or show that you've been meaning to uh, get to or read a book or maybe work on some uh, personal skills you've wanted to, whether it be home workout type things like yoga or any sort of fitness. I personally just tried Taibo for the first time the other day and loved it. Maybe you can work on uh, creative things such as writing or learning a new language, really anything like that. Either which way, uh, once again, I hope everyone is staying safe out there, and I hope you enjoy this episode, part two of my interview with Sifu Leo Fong, and we will definitely be dropping our next episode in the next day or two. So, I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. So, uh, at this point, you, you've had this amazing collegiate career, all this experience boxing. What drew you into the Asian martial arts?
1: Well, I thought the mysterious thing. Ah. You know, like you talk about uh, uh, mak, you know, the, the <laughs> death touch and all that bullshit. <laughs> 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 I'm on, I'm on George Zimmerman's ship list right now because I told somebody in an interview uh, I don't think it works. I mean, no touch thing. Yeah, and 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 uh, so then he cussed me out because we've been been friends forty five years, and then so I said, okay, you can apologize. If you he won't apologize because he's got such a big ego. Yep. So when he said that to me, one of uh, his students uh, who had been with him a, a long time, he said, now. Before he, uh, he, his ego was hurt by several of his co students, it was only me and you left. Oh, And then he said, Now it's just me. I said, Yeah, I said, I ain't gonna go back. Yeah. I said, He could, he could, apologize. I apologize to him twice in each one of the, uh, the, the website that I joined, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I said what I said. I may not have understand fully what you were doing, so I have to admit that my ignorance, but. But, what I understood at that point in time, I didn't think it worked because I don't anybody I don't think anybody can do it to me. They tried it one time. Uh, a guy named Dustin Seals, one of his black belts, uh, was knocking people out in in, in the seminar. Uh-huh. and I was teaching seminar how to hit. And, and And so I said, Dustin, let me tell you something. Uh, I don't think that worked on me. Why don't you knock me out? I give you permission to knock me out with it. So we move around and and, and every time, I make a, uh, a disc like this. He uh-huh. flinch. And then, then one time I said, I think I'm just to pu- punch him right in the solar plexus. So he, he, he flinched, and I go bang like that. Caught him right clean right here because he had his hands up. And afterwards he said, "He said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he said, if you don't want me to hit you, you I, want, I can't hit you. Right. So he went and told George. I went with him. He said, George, you know what uh, we need with this pressure point stuff? We need a delivery system. That's what Leo showed me today. He said, You gotta have a delivery system. So George said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't gonna change because he'd make a lot of money. Yeah. BS BSing all these guys.
0: And it's and it's unfortunate that in the world of martial arts there's a lot of BSers that for years got away with it.
1: Well you, you, you have you seen in Facebook twice not seen now. Two guys who who knocks people out without touching them, he goes bam, bam, bam. they over all... Yeah. I... Okay. All right, so 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 he gets five thousand uh, dollars to fight uh, MMA guy.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen some of you those. You see that? Yep.
1: They last one punch.
0: Yep. Yeah, cause <laughs> it's like they've
1: convinced themselves. But well, they got they got kids that they they, they could hypnotize. Oh yeah. Yeah, you see,
0: they uh, believe it. They believe in. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, so I said I don't uh, like uh, Leon J, Jay, Wally Jay's uh, son. Uh, he was on uh, national. Uh, Inquire National uh, National Geographic, so they were doing the whole subject in National Geographic by by uh, uh, pressure point knockouts. So he said, and then said, see, uh, George said, bullshit, Leon, until he believed it, he said, I can knock you out behind a curtain, behind a, uh, a blanket. I can be behind a blanket and knock you out over here. <laughs> So he, they, they, they got set up in National Geographic. It was, it was a segment on TV. Uh-huh. So I watched it. And I said, I, I got to watch this. And he was going. And then a guy on the other side standing there doing nothing. And then and, and he said, well, I guess it don't work. And then, then, and then, uh, then but he still talked about how I could knock somebody out touching him. So the, the guy was uh, running the camera and directing the, the thing. said, you know, I, I'm not into martial arts. But I don't believe you can mock me out without touching me. So so uh, so Leon said, "Yeah, you want me to try it?" He said, "Yeah, you you can do it." So he put here and put there and put there. Nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and because what happened is the guy said that, uh, that you see in the seminar that that our students there they've been uh, they've been brainwashed to respond like that. Right. Soon they do this. They fall. Uh, they went down. There, slap him on the back and and, and, and try to resuscitate.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> those those kind of people just frustrate me. But so I know that in the nineteen fifties is when, if I'm not mistaken, the first Asian martial art you started learning was Taekwondo.
1: No, it was uh, it was uh, due, uh, 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 with by a uh-huh. uh, 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 guy named Bill Luke. Okay, and he trained with uh, that guy used to be in Oxnard. I have a bunch of his books. I just in my mind slipped, but. Uh, but he he uh, he taught uh, Bill Luke, so in a way I'm driving down the street in, in Sacramento because I I was signed to Sacramento to Methodist Church there as a minister. Mm-hmm. So so uh, uh, so me and uh, they had a guy there who'd been uh, a uh, preacher for 25 years, and he was not about uh, to listen to anybody 25 years old trying to tell him what to do. So I said, well, screw this, uh, since I'm I'm interested in the fighting arts. I'm going to, you know, find me a place to, to go train. Okay. So all of a sudden, I, I'm down K Street, and I look upstairs, and there was Bellis and Landa, uh dance studio. Underneath said Jujitsu lessons. So I pulled a card uh, in the parking space and ran upstairs, and met a guy named Bill Luke. He was uh, teaching dancing, but also he taught uh, Jujitsu. jitsu ah. So I told him I wanted to take his class, and he said, well, yeah, come on. And, and so I joined his class, and... Um, I think it was fifteen dollars a month or something like that. Yeah, that's back in nineteen fifty-four. Right. And so, uh, so he taught me all the hose and all that stuff and the groundwork and, and 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 after about three or four weeks, I was pinning him all over and choking him out. <laughs> <laughs> so we we got to be good buddies to just practice. I just practiced on him and he yeah. practiced on me. And so, about eight months later, he says, uh, "I'm." Uh, I'm going to move to LA uh, and and so start a class down there. So I'll be going. I said, okay, uh, Bill, you know, it's great uh, training with you. And so I, I said, well, let me go to YMCA and see if they got anything there. And then they had a judo class there by Bill, uh, 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 what his name is. Uh, 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 but anyway, two of the guys were on the Olympics. Oh, wow. So, uh, ben Campbell, and, and and there's a heavyweight that won the. The Olympics, judo champion, and, and uh, Bob Bendix. Okay. So Bob, uh, he was a grouchy son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 I joined his class, and 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 I picked it up pretty good, and, and I got a green belt in it. Oh. So how what happened was he and I broke up, was a bunch of old ladies on the board of uh, directors of the Y M C A came around looking at all those facilities, so the guy was leading to come here and this is a judo room and. And judo is a Japanese art, throwing all that, and 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 maybe uh, Mr. Bendix can can demonstrate uh, some of the techniques. So I was the only one there, and and he said, "Hey, Fong, come here." He so "I want you to throw a punch," and 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 uh, and uh, I said, "Okay." So I go boom. So he reached out there and there's nothing there. Yeah. And he said, "God damn it, don't you know how to throw a punch?" <laughs> right, right in front of those old ladies, and, and these old ladies. And then he, I said, well, show me how you want to do it, Bob. He said, hold it out there like right. that. Right. So I throw a right hand, hold out there. He slammed me to the, to the mat, and of course I, I did this, boom, boom, yeah. I broke it. The judo fall. Yeah, yeah. And so those are ladies, Oh my God, son, are you hurt? I said, no, no, no. We learn how to, to fall. You see why I slap like that, and and so. Me and Bob didn't get along after that. Yeah. I, I well, what,
0: what Sifu was demonstrating was he threw his, you know, realistic boxing jab, and what this gentleman wanted him to do was throw kind of the mm-hmm. standard, almost one-step technique where you punch and just hold the arm out there, <laughs> yeah. which is extremely unrealistic, but used in a lot of uh, training uh, mm-hmm. methods of particular Asian martial arts.
1: Yeah. So, so anyway, I uh, I, I didn't go to class anymore, and I left. And, uh, and someone uh, uh, at the—I uh, used to train at Bill Pearl's gym.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Bill Pearl— With
1: Mr. Universe. Yes,
0: Mr. Universe at that time. And uh Mr. America. Yep. Uh, early bodybuilder, old school.
1: Yeah, I was one of his first students in, yes. uh, in Sacramento. And so uh, so I ran into a, a guy named uh, 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 Bill Lawrence, I think, uh, and he was teaching uh, uh, um, teaching wrestling. Okay. At the YMCA, and then he was training at Bill Pearl's gym. So he said, come on, join the class. So I went down there, and I learned some grappling stuff. And, but I wasn't too much into the grappling so much. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I just kind of wandered around, and, and, uh, and someone said, hey, uh, there's a Korean guy going to Sacramento State University, and he's a Taekwondo guy. I said, what's Taekwondo? <laughs> he, he, said, <laughs> he said, Taekwondo is a Korean uh, karate art, kicking art. So I went out and found him, and being Asian, he, he really, you know, was receptive to me. Right. And I said, uh, hey, uh, his name, his name was Chong uh, uh, and, Yuk-Yong. Uh, and he said, I said, look, I got a church, and during the week, the social halls, no one's there. And we train been training for our uh, self-taught for three weeks, I mean, three days a week, by these, and I had a half a dozen firemen, uh, Sacramento, uh, a fireman uh, was training with me. Okay. So he came and took over the class and started training us. And, uh, of course, two years after two years, he, he said, well, I'm, uh, I'm going to go back to Korea and I'm going to uh, get a job uh, working in uh, in the business industry. And, and uh, so he left, and two weeks, three weeks later after he, uh, he left, I get a certificate a uh, first degree black belt in taekwondo oh wow i mean i never had been promoted at all in anything yeah and, and but i'm still boxing you see all this time yeah <laughs> but i i didn't realize boxing was was the ultimate until yes. until i met bruce lee
0: Right. And yeah. you've mentioned that to me before Yeah, how and I think a, a lot of martial artists go through this and you even mentioned how it was that mysticism of the Asian martial arts. Exactly. That, oh, what can I learn that so mystical and at the end of the day you already had the you had the ultimate art. You had boxing, which yeah. is kind of the, the once again as I said the sweet science and uh you already had this amazing foundation within yourself.
1: Well, you see here's how I began to uh uh, to, to to suspicious had suspicion that I that the boxing was was the dominant thing, mm-hmm. because um, in those days, not, not too many martial arts schools, so someone said, "Hey, there's a Kempo guy coming to town, and he's opening up a school." So I went went over and see him, mm-hmm. and he uh, he he came from Hawaii, and 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 so uh, so his Kempo was uh, mainly techniques. And he'd do it from a horse stance like this, like right. on Parker, and 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 uh, so I went over and started training with him, and uh, and one day he asked me if I wanted to do some sparring, <laughs> and 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 I said, "What? What do you mean by sparring?" He said, "You mean you just, just, just you try to get te- these techniques in on me," and and uh, so so at first, he uh, he kind of wanted me to uh, use the techniques he was showing me, you know. Uh, but it, it wasn't designed for free fighting. Right. So so I ended up doing st- jabs and hooks. <laughs> and
0: he said, no, 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 that's then, not how you punch. No, no.
1: And, and and I kept distance from him, and and he was in a horse stand trying to catch me up with a horse stance. I'm bouncing around my toes here and there. And, and, and so anyway, I didn't want to embarrass him, so I said, yeah, hey, that's pretty good. I said, you know, I didn't know how to free fight, but I'm doing what I'm doing. And he didn't want to admit that you know I could have got you know I overpowered him, and then I did the same thing uh, somewhere else, and uh, um, uh, and then and, uh, and it took me a while to, to to come to realize that I did have the ultimate right. Yeah, the 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 boxing free fighting, and as long as I knew how to stop a kick and I'm aware of a guy kicking you. Yeah. But If not aware, he's going to kick you in the balls.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, so after, uh, and then another Taekwondo came in place of Chong and, and, uh, in Sacramento, and, uh, and I, I got to know him real well, and he was uh, pretty good at uh, convincing people, you know, to have faith in him. And, and so he told me, he said, hey, uh, you know, I got uh, top black belts in Korea, and I want to bring them over. And, and and but I need uh five thousand dollars to to pay for the uh, uh the plane ticket. And here I'm training with him and he didn't charge me anything and and sometime I throw in fifteen bucks every month and I he said, hey, can you loan me five grand? I said, Well, I don't have the money, but I can go to the bank and, and borrow five but if you pay me back right away.
0: Oh dear. He
1: said, uh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he said, I'll bring uh four black top belt belts. And so the black belt turned out to be Bung Yu, and then there's a uh, Ernie Reyes Jr.'s uh, uh, instructor is one of them.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he
1: and, and I, uh, but Ernie Reyes don't know that. You see, yeah. I was one pays pay guys fair over here back in, ah. the, back in, back in the uh, in the early '60s.
0: So those of you, uh, those are people listening from uh, the Ernie Reyes lineage, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so anyway, so Bung Yu still I think teach uh, at one health spa's down here. And he 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 got in be pretty good in tournaments. He, he You know, he learned how to do tournaments instead of kicking apple out of your mouth. Huh. He, they used to kick apple out of your mouth, out of the top of the head. They were good at that stuff. But then when you got into a tournament, they got their butt kicked. Right. Because they didn't know how to free fight.
0: Right. They Once and, again, demonstration stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So he finally ended up, uh, when these guys all had the schools of their own making money, I said, Mr. Kung... I said, you know, uh, when are you going to pay me back my five grand? He said, <laughs> like that. And he said, and then he didn't answer me. So the next day I know his lawyer called me. He said, uh, I'm Mr. Kong's attorney. I said, he said, you try and collect five grand from him. So I heard he said that you gave it to him as a gift. Oh, geez. I said, is that what he said? I said, I ain't arguing no more. So I went back down there and uh, said nothing. He was there. And I put my clothes in for my locker, walked out of there. And, and he said, where are you going? I said, I'm out of here. So uh, uh, he didn't have me to, to help him out. So so I quit, and I think about five days later, Jimmy Lee calls me up, and he said, hey, Leo. He said, there's a young guy gonna come into uh, uh, Oakland and, and do a demonstration at Wally J's Luau. I said, well, how young is he? He said, 21 years old, and named Bruce Lee. <laughs> I said I don't usually go to Wally's thing, but I come.
0: And she, for those who don't know, Wally J was small, small circle jujitsu. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I, I said okay. Um, I came, and, uh, and Bruce uh, was on the stage, and I'm watching him. He's doing every form he could think of, northern, southern. And he looked good. Yeah. And then after he got done, he said, "How do you think you guys can fight with that?" <laughs> He said, that's dry land swimming. All of a sudden, these guys were thought, admiring him, uh, the, the traditional guys, they start turning red in the face because, and then he said, I'm going to show you why. So anybody want to come up and stop my my jab, come on up, my eye jab. So they got some big old white guy up on the stage, and, and he said, you ready? And I said, yeah. Boom. <laughs> he said, I'm not hitting you now, I'm going to hit you on the forehead. And he said, "You maybe you're not ready, try again, boom, same thing. So he did a couple of guys there, and he went on to talk about closing the gap and all that. And uh, then, Bruce, uh, then Jimmy said to me, he said, hey, uh, 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 on Monday night, we're going to get together in my house, you are welcome. So I drove from Stockton all the way to, 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 to Oakland and, and uh, hung out with uh, Bruce and Jimmy, Bob Baker, and a couple other uh, students.
0: And for those of you not familiar with California, Stockton uh, to the Bay Area, it's it's not the farthest drive, but it's definitely not right next door. Nine, like, yeah, ninety miles. Yeah, so it's like an hour and a half yeah. uh, drive. So
1: anyway, uh, I went there, and that's why I got to uh, 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 meet Bruce. And uh, Bruce knew that uh, that I, I I had some background, something because mm-hmm. it wasn't you know uh, you know I just had a certain because someone told me he said when you walk, you know, you have a certain uh, uh d- demeanor about you, you know, you know, you don't want to be screwing around with you. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's back in the '59 when I was teaching boxing. Yeah, and 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 because uh, I was, you see, when you train, it's you never lose it all. Mm-hmm. But you either not training, and then you you still have it, but not as sharp as you were.
0: Yeah.
1: See, right now I, I I'm pretty sharp. I uh, I agree because yeah. <laughs> because you know I was confined here for two months. Right. And what did I do? Work out. I don't just sit around and eat.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your your hands beat is still incredible. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's very inspirational too. Yeah. And so uh, at that point, then you started training uh, with Bruce in the Bay Area. Yeah. And how long did that last for?
1: Well, that lasts uh, on until he uh, he moved to L.A. Right. So after the Wong Jotman fight, it was too long. He moved, and I was one that uh, encouraged him to get, get into the boxing thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a lot of people said, well, said, I didn't, uh, I was not one to, inc- in, 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 uh, you know, uh, encourage him, but, but he hung around me, uh, uh, all that time up in New Oakland, at least a year and a half. Right. And yeah. then, then he came down here and I used to fly down here twice a week, uh, twice a month, I mean, and, and hung out with him for a couple of days and then stayed at his house and
0: so you yes. trained with him in the Chinatown, LA area, time yeah, as Well, yeah. but he, but
1: he never go to the school that much. Inasano was one of the teaching it, right? But but he did have appreciation for my boxing, because mm-hmm. you can tell. See, Bruce will not tell you how great you are. Mm-hmm. He he'll just soak it up and he observe you and he'll and he'll he'll regurgitate later in his own way, and, and showing some of the things that he you could tell he picked up. And and uh, and one thing I, I could tell. He was proud of my left hook, mm-hmm. but he never said anything. So we went to uh, one Sunday morning. I stayed overnight at his house because I did a book called Terra Lafayette and Sulam and Bruce helped me, uh, stay with me the whole weekend while I was photo shooting, mm-hmm. and then he helped me with the history of each one of those books. And and I stayed at his house, and we'd talk until early in the morning. And, and uh, so that one morning he said, hey, Leo, let's go to Chinatown and grab a dim sum. But we we'll stop by the school and see what's going on. Okay. So we stopped by the school in in, uh, in on College Street, mm-hmm. and there was Enosano uh, teaching the class, and there was about five, six people there. Richie Postilio was there.
0: Okay. And
1: and uh, so we're sitting there, and he said, "Hey, uh, hey, Leo, go in and hit that bag with that left hook, and and, and, and you know, uh, throw it a few times so you can hear it pop." But you know, you hit in the same pocket. Yeah, it get louder and louder yep.
0: yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to impress somebody in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I went over there and I said, "Pow!" Then and, and harder again, "Pow!" And uh, and so Bruce was standing door door, just smiling with that smile of his, and 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 the inside was looking, you know, like that, and Bastillo and all these guys. And then afterwards, uh, uh, he he just said, "Well, I'll just show you what one one technique can do." You know that's what Bruce was saying, and so so anyway, so we'll see you guys. We're gonna go over here and pick up some dim something to eat.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I I know in the past you've you've told me you've given high praise to both Richard Bustillo and Dan Inosante.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Dan Dan was a good uh, uh, student of. Uh, he's a good teacher, mm-hmm. but he's not as a f- fighter as much as B- Richard was. Right. So anyway, Richard years ago told one of my black belts. He said, you know. Leo came in with Bruce Lee one time, at the school in Chinatown over here, and and he said, "I don't want to be on the end of that left hook." <laughs> and and so the guy told the kid told me, what Richard said. I said, "Oh, that's a pretty compliment, you know." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, but it came natural after I, I, I began to work on it. It just it just flies, you know. And when uh, if I get into a fight, I eventually will throw that thing yeah and, and, and not everybody can keep their hands up either
0: uh, and you know a lot of times they forget too so. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah so uh so anyway that's uh uh and then after i uh you know i graduated from college and and i retired from uh uh from uh, boxing in 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 texas uh uh i remember you you, you remember here uh, roy cut and shoot hairs he he used to be heavyweight uh heavyweight fighter, mm-hmm. he fought Floyd Patterson. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Yeah,
1: but but he used to be, dominate the Texas uh, uh, AAU Golden Glove uh, uh, boxing scene.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Every time you see him uh, fight, I always watch him. Call Harry, uh, Troy, uh, Roy Cut and Shoot Harris. He was from Cut and Shoot Texas. Okay. <laughs>
0: good name, good name. I yeah. like it.
1: Then, uh, so Texas had some real good uh, fighters and they turned out to be good pros. And, uh, and then, uh, and then it's unusual to see a Chinese guy fighting in those things but I did saw a guy named what his name is I think it's Ray Yi or so I heard the name announced from from the announcer you know in the auditorium I said wait a minute that sounds like a Chinese name yeah and and sure enough I got out there he was in the ring 126 pounds and 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 he was from uh, the local Air Force base, and and he was fighting. And he won the he won the championship. He won the Texas A U. Wow, Texas Golden Gloves, and and, and it's amazing. Years ago, uh, I was uh, in Cerritos to go see my sister. She lives there now, still does. Uh-huh. And she goes at Chinese uh, United Methodist Church in, okay. in Chinatown. So who who is uh, a member of that church? That boxer. Wow! I said, "Wait a minute!" I said, "I know, I know, I never met him, but I know who he is." Yeah. I said I said, "I saw you fight that night in the finals." He's laughed. I said, "You still fighting and now? I retired." Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Small world. <laughs> yeah. He he
1: said, "I was uh, stationed at the Air Force base uh, near Fort Worth, Texas, and and, uh, and uh, but uh, but uh, that was uh, that was my passion in the younger days, uh, hanging out with all those boxing guys." Yeah. But now. After I met Bruce, he was one that told me, he said, hey, man, I wouldn't even pay two more cents to go to any of those Kung uh, Fu schools. Mm. And I was, at the time, I was t- take, uh, taking it to three different schools. Right. And and he asked me, uh, the point blank, he said, what are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for the ultimate. He said, "Ain't hey, you no know, ultimate, man, it's in there. Yep. He said, take your boxing skills, learn a few kicks, and learn a little bit of gap, grappling. You got it, man. So didn't
0: this is what led pretty much to your system of martial arts, yeah. which uh, is Wei Yeah, Wei Kundo. So
1: yeah. Wei
0: as in like stomach or yeah, yeah. digesting because you're yeah, taking yeah. everything. Yeah. And then Kundo or uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Wei mm-hmm. Twin and Mandarin. So.
1: Wei the integrated fist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, So what I do is, that's why I tell people, I said, you can pick up a little there and a little there like a chicken in the, in the in the yard. He's pecking here and pecking there, but when he come out, it's egg. Yeah. I said, what you want to do is make it one expression, but maybe it comes from uh, uh, many different uh, 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 systems. Right. Uh, yeah. And yeah.
0: I know your system, obviously, boxing is the foundation. Uh, also, you were heavily inspired by a Screama, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you studied. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about your Screama background?
1: Well, my screamer background, I trained with Angel Cabalas. Right. And what I like about Angel, I came from it, is... Is a, sh- a shuffle. Oh, that's where the footwork came from. Was shuffle. He he would he would go boom 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 boom.
0: Oh, he would switch, switch his switch stances. Why yeah. he's
1: why he's pecking at with you with that stick. Oh, yeah, very yeah, cool. So so I'm not so much into the stick thing, but I am into the footwork. Oh, so you
0: just mm-hmm. kind of shaved down the technique and yeah, uh, you yeah. took away the sticks, and it was the actual just body mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting.
1: And now what I do. Is I watch basketball, oh. and I, I watch uh, uh, um, uh, 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 watch James Harden. Right, he got the two steps. Ah, to go bang bang boom boom. Step. Yeah. So okay, you do the same thing, uh, and then uh, and then 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 I watch uh, uh, Chris Paul. Okay. And and then I they did a close up on Kobe's uh, footwork. You know uh, when they were doing a piece on him after he, he got killed. Yes. And, and and his footwork was shuffling in this way, and and uh, so uh, so what we're doing now is I got Klein who was a professional basketball player in the Philippines. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, the one p- I've
0: met, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: he, he played. Uh, uh, they don't have uh, league that could go against these guys here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but they but they they, they try. Yeah, and then they have the same dynamics. So Klein was he played basketball there, so he came back. And then when he came back, well, I had not always thought about basketball, connect- uh, footwork connecting with Doe. But after he got back, then I got I got interested in watching basketball. I said, Wait a minute! I said, Some of the moves I do is similar to basketball move. So I, I, uh, so now we're working on a book after Kobe died, on uh, on um, uh, Winkindoe and the basketball connection. Okay. And we're we're going to pick up guys. Uh, Klein is really good at knowing who's who, so we pick up certain uh, players and work on their uh, footwork.
0: Oh, yeah. so that's a, another book you're working on right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, so we very got a bunch cool.
1: of stuff, yeah. So, so, what I want to do is continue to grow outside of the box, yeah, because if you, you, you get too uh, uh, acclimated to a s- s- system uh-huh. and you stay within the system, you don't grow, right? This is true, yeah,
0: and so, uh, I think. Uh, This will lead in great because we're running a little bit out of time and so we'll plan to do a second interview where we talk about your film career and all the later stuff. Uh, But I do have a a few questions from our listeners uh, that I sent out a few emails and asked people what they want me to ask you. So one of the first questions is – and actually he came up is – Bob Baker, there's not a whole lot of information known about him. Obviously, he appeared in Fist of Fury, a.k.a. The Chinese Connection. There was kind of that false rumor that he was Bruce's bodyguard. But what can you tell us about Bob Baker, the individual and the martial artist?
1: Well, let me uh, he was able he could could express what he was taught uh, pretty good. Okay. But uh, he would not be a very good bodyguard.
0: (laughs) Why do you say that?
1: (laughs) If I was a a bad guy, uh-huh. he wouldn't stop me.
0: Oh, I see. So, <laughs> good teacher, maybe not the best
1: fighter? It's true. Yes. And, and, and you know, I don't want to, you know, I have a lot of respect for Danny right, right, right. Insano, but I tell you, if you, you pick out, uh, uh, you say, uh, uh, Benny the Jet and uh, Sugarfoot, and Dan Insano. I'll pick Danzano.
0: Oh. <laughs> and it's uh that's that's interesting, because uh, that leads into one of our second questions. Someone uh asked regarding Benny the Jet specifically, uh, how do you feel Bruce would have done had he gone against Benny the Jet? Well, and obviously Benny was Bruce wouldn't have known about Benny because Benny hadn't come up yet. But having known uh, you know, both their careers, who how do you think Bruce would have done?
1: Well, if you take Benny to Jet after he's been to Japan and do all those fights, uh-huh. and then you fight Bruce, I pick Benny. Ah, I mean, I mean, I Bruce is like my son and my uh, my brother. Right, I respect him, but I'm realistic. Yeah, the man is he can't walk on water. Right, and I'm saying that because I I don't say it to everybody, because I do they think I'm full of crap. Right. But we were sitting in his back, uh, uh, in his porch, in his in his house one time, just, just just doing nothing. And then he said, hey, Leo, let's go out and spar a little bit. I have never sparred with him. Oh. So I said, well, first thing you know, I ain't going after him. Yeah. So I'm standing moving around in my little uh, space there. So he come bouncing in there to try to hit me with a sidekick. I just touched his leg and move this way, and it went that way. He he couldn't do anything with me. <laughs> Because
0: you're a real fighter.
1: You see, because I have the boxing uh, perception, right? And 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 I see things that an uh, inexperienced guy don't see,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so that's why um, I don't know how it is if he got really pissed off and we had a knockdown dragout. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, but that's why I when I saw that my 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 uh, judgment is based on what I experienced with him that day. Mm-hmm. And I would he would never beat Benny right, and uh, he, he would never beat Benny and uh, and and, as, and he would never beat Sugar Ray Leonard right or any of those professional fighters. Mm. See, at best, Bruce would be a four rounder in a professional match, uh, and the people he fought, like Wong Jack Mun and all those guys that he beat, uh, they were not professional fighters. Right, see they i mean one gentleman he don't do no jabs and hooks and uppercuts yeah he, he ran, goes, yeah <laughs>
0: so uh one of our next questions is was specifically regarding uh your silam kung fu the chinese art of self-defense book how did that come about you mentioned earlier how bruce helped you produce it but had you studied shaolin martial arts at that point? yeah 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 okay i,
1: I trained three years at shaolin uh, at the uh, Silam Gung Fu School. Okay, where was this? Uh, in in San Francisco. In San Francisco, right, and- right near the the Baptist Church. Okay, and who was the instructor? T.Y. Wong. Okay. And then, you know how I got, I I trained there was I was I was training at the Choi Le School, near the near the park. Okay. And it was a a a low bun. Okay. He was the old little short skinny guy, but he had a have of a grip. He was a, he was a of uh, uh, enforcer for the tongs. And, and uh, so when I went up there to visit, because uh, cause I uh, I was speaking in the black church in San Francisco, so I went to Chinatown to eat, and on the corner, there was a guy standing there, and I walked up to him and asked him, I said, hey, you know, is there any Kung Fu school in, this, in Chinatown? I heard there was two sc- Kung Fu schools, and they were not well advertised. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, there's one down here in the park, and down one up there. I said, what's the best? He said, it up to you. The guy up here is here, uh, Lumber school is younger. The guy over there is an old man. Yeah. I said, well, I'll go see the old man. So I went down there, and I, I walked in. It's a basement, and the and, uh, first thing I see was this sandbag uh, made uh, with sand in the rice bag. It had blood spot all over it. <laughs> and then, then I said, is anybody here? And uh, no one answered. I hear some water running in the bathroom. So I went to look and this old man was shaving. So he comes out and I said, Are you seafood? He, uh, yeah, you know. And, and I said, I want to take uh, lessons in Toilet Foot. And he said, uh, uh, you come uh, you come when? I said, Friday night. I come after come from Stockton. He said, I said how much? He said, fifteen dollars a month. So that's how I got started. Okay. I trained there for about three years, and then I. And this
0: then, was the Toilet fight, or taoli fight. Okay, got it. In
1: San Francisco, that right back in uh, the seventies. Right. And then, uh, then one day I said, "I'm going to go over here and visit because uh, I, 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 I trained in two or three forms in the Toilet fight. They anyway, were long forms. It took me years to learn. Yeah. So I said, "I'm going to try up there. So I went up there, and then. Uh, T.Y. Wong was sitting on the stool smoking like this,
0: <laughs> <laughs> old school. And
1: then, and then I, I said, I said hi, seafood, and he said like that. Then I, I noticed because uh, class was over, I guess. I noticed somebody over by the mirror with a weight and going to a form with the weight. Oh. And then, then when he turned around, he walked over to me and said, "My name is Jimmy Lee." Oh. And he said, uh, are you planning to join? I said, well, I'm I'm kind of slumming around. I'm from Stockton, and I come in on Friday nights. And he said, what you join here? He said, this is good school. I said, okay. And, and uh, <laughs> so he had on a tank shirt, and he was all muscular, you know, real wiry. And so I started training there, and I see him every Friday, and we train. And and it was about six months after I was there, he told me, he said, hey, Leo, uh, I'm I'm getting out of here. I said, uh, uh, "What's the deal?" He said, "I'm gonna go to my house and I'm gonna start teaching there." Mm. And I said, uh, "He and I not getting along." He, I did this book for him. He showed me the sealum book. He said he claims I stole ten dollars out of there. <laughs> Jeez. Good. And he said, "He said I, you know, I gave him all the money, came to him, and he called me that. I I'm just out of here." Yeah. So I went with him and. It wasn't too long I was training there. He said, hey, there's a young guy going to come in to Wally J's Luau. Right. That was uh, Bruce Lee.
0: Right. And then so how long did you actually spend training with uh,
1: T.Y.? T.Y. I spent uh, maybe a couple of years. Okay, got it. And And that's that's what
0: led to uh, the Shaolin book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And then? uh,
1: Because after Jimmy had left, I was still training a little bit there. And then finally I just went all the way over to Jimmy's house. Yeah.
0: And then Final question. This is actually from me because you mentioned in me this once before. Uh, you promoted one of the very first full contact kickboxing matches in America, correct? Yeah, it was in 1968, I think.
1: You Something said? like that. Uh, yeah, uh, even earlier. Yeah, yeah. It and, was in. It was in the um, uh, in the uh, Karate Illustrated or black belt. I think uh, they covered it.
0: Oh, and so what were the rules of this fight? Uh, all punches, all kicks.
1: The rules of the fight was, uh, 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 you can kick and punch full contact, right? And but no grappling,
0: right? Where could they could they kick the legs? Yes, uh,
1: uh, they can kick the legs. Got it. But uh, they stay away from the groin, mm-hmm. and um, and they go three rounds. And to keep from getting, I have to go to the boxing commission to get licensed, which they control your t- tournament. I would put on the port tournaments. And didn't have three or four fights uh-huh. uh, uh, in that card. Right. And so I started doing that in Stockton. Right. And uh, and I remember I got, a, he's still around. I got a student named Dick Harvey. He was a black belt. Okay. And he's kind of, he wasn't a very smooth fighter. He was kind of jerky, but he was tough. Because I sparred with, he was my sparring partner uh, uh, three times a week. So we, uh, and he was tough. You could kick him anywhere, he didn't and uh, he didn't even blink an eye. And, and uh, so, so, uh, so I did a, uh, uh, um, I did a, um, a tournament one year at the Stag High School. Okay. You know, a uh, Stag High School yeah. in Stockton. Yep. Okay, so we had a tournament, and then we had a kickboxing match afterwards. And uh, and uh, Dick Garvey, I couldn't find enough fighters, so Dick Garvey said he he'll fight. Uh, there was two Muay Thai guys. Uh, uh, oh, vis- wow. Visiting in Fairfield, wow! A- at the Kimpo Club in Fairfield, okay. So, so I said, "Hey, and um, you think those two guys will want to fight?" So yeah, and so I said, "Well, I can't find any opponents for them, but I use my own students. So I used Dick Garvey to play the main event. Then I have another guy um, that's supposed to uh, fight uh, the other one. Well, uh, Manuel Adolfo, I think his name was a Filipino guy." And he didn't show up. I said, that sucker ticking out on me. Ah. So I said, hey, Dick, uh, after he had won the fight, Dick knocked the guy out in, in, in the third round. And and I said, uh, he had gotten dressed. I said, Alfonso ain't showing up for the main event. So you want to fight that guy? He said, I don't care. I said, so go back and get dressed. So he dressed and he beat the guy. Uh, so he fought two uh in one night, I have a newspaper clipping. Wow, Dick Garvey must have found his oaks because he he beat two uh, Muay Thai guys. Wow, yeah, <clears throat> so he sees that took the mystery out of it, yeah, because all uh, Dick did was just boxing.
0: Oh, so he used his dominant western boxing,
1: boxing and, and a kick, right? That's all he had, yeah, he had a hook kick, uh, you know, kick, yeah, and and uh, he even couldn't even kick high, yeah, because he was kind of like stiff. He, if you ever heard of a guy named Gene Fulmer, he used to. I mean, middleweight champion. Uh, he, he 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 was uh, real tight and, and awkward looking. Yeah. Well, Dick was like that. Oh. But Foreman was tough.
0: And sometimes awkward fighters are well, the hardest to but, fight. But
1: was Foreman beat the Sugar Ray uh, Robinson once. Right. Yeah. The Robinson couldn't solve his uh, his uh, unorthodox style. So Dick the same thing, and um <clears throat> and, and so then I put on another match and. Uh, and uh then they began to develop some full contact fighters. Right. And then uh then one year we put on a a, a just a regular kickboxing match and um but we almost did it without the boxing commission knowing by it. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh 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 one of the guys from the East Coast came out and did an exhibition, he was world champion. Oh wow. With Joe Lewis and those guys, yeah. Uh yeah, so
0: very cool. Well, in our next uh, interview, we'll definitely talk about from this point on your travels in Asia, yeah. the developing of wakun do, your uh, film career, yeah, uh, working with the likes of Ron Van Cleef, yeah, uh, George Chang, uh, yeah. Unicorn Chan, who became a friend of yours as yeah. well, yeah,
1: yeah, Unicorn Chan, and, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> uh, from American thing, I had uh, uh, quite a few uh, few movies I did with. Uh, uh, a couple of them I did with Fred Williamson. That's right. And then, uh, uh, um, and then I did uh, one with uh, Cameron Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was in High Chaparral.
0: And we'll definitely talk about those. And we're definitely and, going to and, talk about.
1: And Richard Roundtree.
0: Yep. And Richard Norton.
1: <laughs> Richard Norton. Blood yeah. Street.
0: Yeah. Which is, <clears throat> I had on VHS as a kid. So maybe I can find my copy and bring it for you. Yeah.
1: Bloodstreet, Street. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, I shot him that. in the elevator.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I want to thank you today, Sifu, so much. And yeah. we'll definitely be doing the second interview. Maybe okay. we'll wait till uh, you're back at the school in Chatsworth. Yeah. So we can do a little training and shoot some video for people yeah. to see. Okay. Okay. Feel. Thank yeah, you very yeah, much. I'll be
1: back next month. Yes. So. So if you can uh, make it, you know. Oh, yeah. We'll do
0: it next month then. How about that? Yeah. yeah, Okay. okay, We've said it. Next month. We'll be back. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Okay, AJ. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that was the conclusion of my interview with Sifu Leo Fong. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, Obviously, we will unfortunately not be able to go and join him for training anytime soon, being that everything is on lockdown right now, and that's okay. Hopefully, we all get through this uh, happy, healthy, safe, and in a couple of months' time, Gavin and I will be able to go together and train with Sifu Leo Fong and record another interview with him where we talk about some of his other artistic endeavors such as his acting career, his writing career, his directing career, and so forth. Uh, Once again, a very inspirational individual and I look forward to getting to see him again. And once again, I hope everyone out there is staying safe and happy and as healthy as possible, and our next episode will be dropping uh, soon, so stay tuned. Thanks again for listening, and I will be back with you in no time.